this is a lot easier when I'm up here as Katie, um, the staff member, but this morning I'm just up here as just Katie. Um, and I hate talking in front of people, and I'm so I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> um, two months ago, I would have never expected um, that this would be the story that we got to share um, standing here today. But exactly one month and one day ago from today, um, we received a phone call that would rock our worlds, bring us to our knees even more often than we already are, and allow us to trust in and experience um, our God in a way that um, we really never have before. Um, adoption has always been on our hearts, and we have always felt a really strong burden for it. It's something we talked about um, before we got married, which today is our 12-year dating anniversary, by the way. And um, it's consistently just weaved its way through conversations and prayer throughout the 10 years that we've been married. Um, within the first five years of our marriage, we were blessed with three boys, um, a lots of high school basketball players in and out of our home because my husband coaches. Um, and we had uh, two teenage boys that lived with us um, two years in a row. And the, the most recent one moved out this past May, and um, this fall, those prayers and conversations and burden about what our role in adoption would be became really impossible to push to the back burner and ignore. Um, and pretty constant conversations and intentional prayer, um, especially like in my own heart, in my own relationship with the Lord about what God was leading us to do. So this was just a part of our new normal, and I truly, truly wish that I could tell you um, every detail of the big picture that I'm about to give you, um, but I can't. But if you want to go out for coffee this week, I would love to tell you everything. Um, in January, I reached out to um, an older friend. I was actually friends with her daughter who was very experienced personally with foster care and adoption um, just to get some information on her personal experience and just to ask some general questions. And um, after some brief conversation with her, she gave me just the name of a, a resource, basically someone to call and sit down with that we could just ask about what, um, what would be the best way to move forward um, with our family. So um, about a week and a half later, she just texted me to follow up and said, have you guys like talked? Have you met with anybody yet? And I just said no. So um, I was in the car by myself, which doesn't ever happen. And I was just like, I tangibly felt the Lord speaking to me. And it was such a heavy burden um, that all of this preparing and praying, like I had to do something. We have got to, we got to act. We got to do something. So I walked into our house and found Chris. And I was like, I've got to talk to you after the game tonight. And he was like, okay, because I usually don't do things like that. And as a side note, he coaches high school basketball. And at this point in our season, we had lost two games and we were getting ready to leave to go play Bullet East, and we would also lose there. So it's kind of like not a great time to bring this to your husband. And he was like, well, we have 17 minutes. Let's just talk right now. So I'm like, okay. I was like, where are you? Because in my personal, like, I wasn't going to try to convince him that this was what God was telling us. This was a burden that the Lord had given us, but it was now, like, on a whole new level for me. Um, and so I, I said, if, if no part of you, like, if you want to, I know you're okay with me getting information and stuff, but we, this information is going to lead to action. And if that is not where you are, let's shut it down. And the Lord obviously, like, will be faithful in that, and we will go a different direction. And he said, no, like, I'm, I'm on board. Go. And so I said, okay, I'm going to get some information. And, but before I do, we, we need to decide, like, specifics and pray through that. Like, just a boy, just a girl, all of those things, because I know that we wouldn't be able to say no. Um, but if we didn't know, then, you know, like, here's exactly what we feel like is best for our family. 
So he said, okay, let me think about it and process it. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go get, get some information next week. He walked out the door. By the time he got from our house to Collins High School, my phone rang. And this girl called me, and she said, are you sitting down, and is Chris home? And I said, no, to all the things. She said, okay, I didn't want to tell you this, but a few, um, basically there is a woman that she had been walking with who had been walking with another woman who is here um, from the Congo as a refugee, and she has known about our family for a while, and she is pregnant and scared and terrified, and she would like to meet Chris and I because she would like us to adopt her baby. And by the way, she's 32 weeks pregnant, and by the way, it's a girl. So at this point, I'm like, oh, God. What? I said, what do I do, Jennifer? She said, call Chris. So, okay. So I hung up and called Chris, and this is exactly what he said. I said, I'm driving to Collins. I need to talk to you. He said, what, did somebody call about a baby? And I was like, yes. He said, okay, just say yes and get some information, and we'll figure it out. And that was on February 3rd, and since then, we um, have met the birth mom. I am now have, like, a relationship with her. I'm taking her to her doctor's appointments. Um, it's it's been a lot of things. And so just from my perspective, um, these are like the three big things that the Lord has, is teaching me in this. Um, I'm not a very emotional person, and I don't, fear is not a thing that I've ever experienced in a real way, but I have experienced a lot of fear in this um, in all the ways. Like if it does happen, if it doesn't, are we doing the right thing? What about our kids? What about our family? Um, and a lot of guilt because I know that this is something that people wait and agonize over for years and people that struggle with infertility and all these things and the guilt that well you don't deserve this but that this is how God is choosing to write our story for our family um, and so there are days and minutes of the days where I'm fighting with every single thing every spiritual weapon that I have um, against those things and then also before I, this whole process started I was spending time in the word in Psalms talks about how the Lord directs your steps and so I'm just every day like, okay, God, what is, where are you directing me today? What am I doing just today or just this minute? Um, and then the second thing that he's been teaching me is on Wednesday, I was sitting in a gas station parking lot in a very, very um, seedy part of Louisville. And I was like, I'm going to die. This is it right here. Somebody's going to knock on my window and they're going to shoot me. And I was talking to my sister and I was like, I'm going to keep you on the phone so that I can give you a description of the person so you can like tell people or whatever and and I heard the Lord say like okay even if that does happen even if I don't protect you do you still think I'm good and even if she doesn't meet you and get in the car am I still good and even if all of this falls apart do you believe that I'm still good and the answer to that is yes because even if he does or doesn't do what I think he should do he is still good and he is still God and so that's where I'm at Well, the good thing is uh, they gave us six minutes, and my wife planned for all six. <laughs> now, uh, when I first became a believer, uh, the picture of adoption was in us coming to Christ because um, back in the Old Testament, you had the Jews and you had the Gentiles, and the Gentiles were not a part of God's people, and God adopted us in uh, and that picture of the gospel uh, when I became a Christian also uh, gave me a desire to possibly adopt in the future. Um, and, and all this stuff hit because, I mean, our, my basketball team was eight 
went on like an eight to ten game winning streak in January, and then boom, we take two losses. And if you've never been a part of sports, like that is really draining on you. And all this stuff come, comes into play right in the middle of two losses. And, uh, you know, I have no time to process. I have no time to think about it. Uh, but I would, I would tell you this, that um, God's blessings can, can come in those odd times. Uh, and the picture for me in all this was our family was open to it. And no matter what I've been passionate about, like whether it was coaching and doing ministry through that or anything else in my life, Katie has always taken that on as a family project and it's been our ministry and and the picture here is now that passion's changed that passion of adoption was really strong in her heart in a time where I didn't ever have I didn't have time to process it uh, it was just an, uh, a thing where a husband had to trust his wife's uh, discernment from God and yeah we've been open to it but this timing was not the right timing for me to think about it and process it and now a month later um, there's a lot of joy and excitement about that and so thank you guys for letting us share our story and we can't wait to bring the baby here so you can see her <laughs>